Top Here Recording Podcast, episode 170. Tonight's guest, Luke Tremble. makes you shake Teach out on the edge of the bed freezing death Saying can't leave this place I don't know But I promise you one thing will beat winter snow No ain't a rich man won't you take my hand So climb out of this hole Girl don't you understand I got a big plan to build us a home Buy you a ring Honey, I'm saving all money Give you finer things Either way, this old car won't start half time Try to fix it up myself But I ain't got a gearhead in my hind I do got love for you now take us as far as we need to Girl, don't you understand? I got a big plan Turn around our luck Looking on the internet at Cherry Red Oh, five ship truck With a passenger seat for a queen Honey, I'm saving all my money To give you the finer things I know sometimes it gets hard but I'll be your light in the dark So if you're ever scared and alone Just know that my heart is an open field of own Hide the way I can't give you the whole world See, love's a process saying you don't measure a man with gold or pearls But you can have all of me What I got to give don't cost a damn thing No, I ain't a rich man, won't you take my hand Let's climb out of this hole Girl, don't you understand, I got a big plan To build us a home Buy you a ring Honey, I'm saving all my money to give you the finer things. Finer things. Finer things. Finer things. That was a hot Pick one, man. Up the microphone. So hot it made me sweat. Yeah, it's hot in here. I'll tell you <laughs> what, man. Cheers. Cheers, Neil. Hey, man. Cheers, Luke. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Luke. Thank you for tink. coming in, man. Tink, tink. Cheers, Brent. Uh, we'll be able to have a drink with Brent again uh, someday. Someday. <laughs> may, well, maybe. I'm usually a sweater, so. 
Me too. So this is this is gonna be one wet podcast, brother. We'll all be sweating in here. So, man, I tell you, my wife and I, we're having one of those periods. Everything we have is broken. Everything. Except, Everyone out you know today. What? Except your marriage, man. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's important. That's important. It's the little things. I hate to pick anything up. Don't touch anything. Don't spill it. <laughs> oh, no, you might spill it. Oh man, our our things are smearing. Let me tell you what we're having here, Luke. <laughs> this is a mixture of 15 bourbons. We have mixture. no idea what. Whenever we get down to the last two or three inches, we pour it in the bottle, and we're up to 15, and we just drink off of it. Yeah, and it's good. So, it is. Hey, it's pretty good. And it really once you pour, you always like pour the old Forester in last, and I think that makes it good. Yeah, well, and that's a, that actually had 114 in it, and it's good. Yeah. So, ah, man, I'm in. So it's it's not bad at all. Yeah, dude, perfect. How was your ride in, Luke? It wasn't bad. About an hour and a half journey from Lexington, Ooh. so not bad. I remember those days. You, uh, good days, you can make it in under an hour. Yeah. If you drive I, fast enough. Uh-huh. I, was, <laughs> I was booking it, but yeah, it was, it was a good little trip. It's pretty country. Like I was saying, you guys, nice out here. Yeah. yeah very pretty. Man, I'm glad we could. Uh, that doesn't sound like that nice comes from Lexington, though. Did what you just it? say it's nice? Nice. Out nice. Here? It is. That, that, yeah, that doesn't yeah. come from Lexington, though, does it? Nice. No, no, no. That's a, that's a back home saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's yeah. it's. Uh, I was in Charleston, West Virginia, a couple weeks ago playing a gig, and the bartender was making fun of my accent. I was like, "You're in, you're in West Virginia, getting it made fun of. It's bad. It's bad, right? But I I, I take some pride in it, you know. There you gotcha. go. I, I just got back from North Dakota, and they can't even understand me half the time up there. Really. I have to slow down, and you have to enunciate every word very clearly, and you have to say, oh, yeah, a lot. And I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. Oh, I can't yeah. hear you. I bet you. <laughs> I bet you can't. What the hell did you say? Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> 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 All right, Luke, so we'll start off. Why don't you take us back to childhood and just tell us about your early memories of music, and then if there's a point in your life where you realized music was going to be a big part of what you do. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't really come from a big music family. It was, you know, my grandmother sang in church growing up, and she, you know, sing to us. Um, you know, when she when she kept us and things like that. But you know, my my family's I, I come from two teachers, and um, my dad's a big sports guy, a big coach. So you know, sports were like a big thing growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking, you know, and I was always a big fan of music. You know, never really picked up an instrument until I was around fifteen or sixteen. Um, but before that, you know, my dad's a big music head anyway. So, um, you know, my style is more country, I'd say, nowadays, you know, the kind of folky type stuff. But back in the day, you know, growing up, it was, you know, I can remember a burnt CD my dad had, and it was like My Morning Jacket and Ava right. Brothers and Ryan Adams, different things. So I was getting a full spectrum of different things. But I think, um, you know, when I got kind of into middle school age, like freshman age around that time um, was when... You know, back home in East Kentucky, uh, like Tyler Childers was at my high school. He's probably six years older than me, something like that. And um, you know, kind of the same high school. Yeah, yeah. And kind of got to know him actually growing up. Um, him and my dad were good buddies. But you know, being around, you know, watching what he was doing, and um, you know, Nick Jamerson. I'm not sure if you guys. Oh, know Nicholas Jamerson, man. man. He's I love Nicholas guys Jamerson. Like that, you know, um, I guess just writing about, um, you know, the area I'm from, and. Um, you know, things that I could just relate to, I guess. And I think the writing aspect was really what, you know, captured me before anything. Um, you know, hearing what those guys were putting out and comparing it to my life and what I could be writing about. So 
that's when I kind of tried my hand in it. And, um, you know, my sister was always a good singer in the family. She never did much with it, but, um, you know, I kind of taught myself guitar and uh, was learning some, some songs and stuff like that. But I, I found a real love with just writing, I think. And I think that came before the, you know, put it into chords and things like that. So, um, it's always been a big part of my life. I wouldn't say, you know, I, I was raised as a, the typical musician who, you know, gets has a guitar in their hand at the age of five or yeah. six, you know, which I, I would have loved to have, I think. But um, I think for me, it kind of came naturally with, you know, what I was hearing around me and writing a lot, you know. So you started with guitar and you started writing about the same time? Or didn't... Yeah, so I started learning guitar around that uh, probably 15, 16 um, range and then you know kind of got into the writing as well um and like i said it was there's a mixture of things i wasn't hearing you know out you know things that i liked and kind of wanting to express you know my idea of um you know where i'm from and the people around because it's a really interesting interesting place and um you know seeing the way those guys were doing i think really influenced me to to try my hand at it you remember the first time you played one of your originals for somebody yeah so um High County Queen, which is a tune I actually got to record last year. Um, that's why I'm kind of glad I'm catching up with you guys, you know, after the first time I reached out to, you know, have some stuff to promote and put out. But, um, yeah, High County Queen is like one of the first tunes I wrote uh, for a girlfriend back in the day. And she's long gone, but, it's you know, it's a song that's mm-hmm. still doing, you know, well for me nowadays. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I can remember just writing that. And, you know, it was, you know, Pike County was a few counties over where I'm from. And, kind of mission, you know, things about her and things, you know, that would be unique to the area. Um, I remember just loving it and falling in love with that at that time. And, you know, playing it for, playing it for a girl you love is always a, a nice thing to, to get started with. But yeah, I think it just kind of went from there and, um, you know, building to my last EP I released and, you know, continuing to write. I love the accent. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of when I, uh, when I was, I was, I worked at a high school. I was a teacher and then a assistant principal and principal. And we had a PE teacher one time, and he was from, uh, oh shoot, somewhere in eastern Kentucky. I'm not gonna be able to remember right now. But he kept on. He was asking me about a kid in his class. He wanted to know more about Max Smith. I was looking at the rosters, and I kept, I kept telling him, Larry, you don't have a Mac. He said, yeah, I do. I got a Mac Smith. He's in my second period class. <laughs> and it took forever for us to figure out how to say Mike. <laughs> Mac Smith. <laughs> mine's, I feel like I've, mine's like, the more I've, so I like, was started in Paintsville and then moved to Richmond, uh, Kentucky, went to EKU there, and then like wound up in Lexington. And like, I'll go back home and the accents are just like, I don't know, it's something like I hear it going to a gas station or something, hear someone talking, you know, with that thick accent, like brings me joy and brings me home. Yeah. I think I've gradually gotten mine's a less thick as it used to be, but, you know, when I come to probably territory get, like this. As soon as you pull into the home, though, it probably comes right back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Does anybody else feel like they're in a Native American sweat lodge? I feel yeah. good, Dude, man. I am <laughs> dying. I'm no. like, I feel sweat rolling down my butt crack. <laughs> there you go. Good. Do that so it makes it look like I'm not sweating that bad. So my shirt's soaked. My forearms are sweating. <laughs> my, my guitar will probably be drenched, but... Oh, dude, it's going to go out of tune like crazy. <laughs> so did you keep uh, did you keep playing through college? You said you were at EKU? Yeah, so um, I graduated in 2020. Um, 
I think towards the end of college, I think those first two years, I kind of got everything out of my system I wanted to, and was still playing for people, things like that. Um, I'd play a spot up show here or there, but I think towards like my junior and later years of college, I really started getting to trying to get into like the music scene, you know, that's building around um, Lexington and that central Kentucky area and, and eastern Kentucky as well. Um, I've, you know, these past two years really been, I think, two and a half, been hitting it a lot more hard, you know, just learning and playing bigger shows, bigger stages. And, you know, it's, it's such a learning process from, you know, where I was then when I first started. But, um, Around those later years of college, yeah, like 2019, 2020, really started to get out and, you know, I never wanted to be a guy who wanted to go out and, you know, play. I love playing covers and things like that. But, you know, writing was the thing I first fell in love with. with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something I always wanted to push was be able to go out and play my own tunes and, you know, finally, you know, through those years kind of writing and getting to where I could play hour sets, things like that um, mm-hmm. to, to help out. So, so. You mentioned Tyler going to your high school and kind of uh, Nicholas Jamerson and, and um, now you and there's there's a lot of music going on, especially good original music coming out around Eastern to Central Kentucky. How much do you attribute like the success of Tyler bringing recognition to that part of rural Kentucky um, to really give people pause to listen to what's going on there? Because a lot of times, you know, this state of Kentucky can get skipped over. Real easy when it comes to music or uh, anything big, you know, uh, professional sports teams, this and that. Uh, I, I, there's a correlation there somewhere. But, uh, you know, as far as like just having him really be successful, do you think that's helped generate that interest in that area in particular? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think more than anything, it's put on, you know, we get in Eastern Kentucky, there's a you know, I'm sure you've heard it from down here anyway. It's, there's a lot of negative things that, you know, can be mm-hmm. attracted in the area from list of things, you know, drug use, different things that, you know, may put a negative about the area. But, you know, I think, you know, after coal mining's been out and, you know, things like that, it's a really, you know, going back home is not as the same as it was 10 years ago. Um, and I think with Tyler and Chris Stapleton and, you know, Sunday Best, people, Nick Jamer, things like that, you know, really put – you know, a shine on the area where there's so much negativity from the outside world looking in, you know, just thinking a bunch of dumb hillbillies or something. But mm-hmm. then you have these guys who write in these beautiful songs that no mm-hmm. one's, you know, really heard. And I think, you know, us at the time, I remember, you know, going to watch Tyler, you know, in front of 10 people, you know, in, you know back <laughs> in those days. And I think just to the point where it's gotten now where I think, you know, for, or even music-wise, I think the aspect that I bring, my my sound, it's really put on for those people who are more than doing the more authentic. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, like you're saying about Eastern Kentucky, I think it's just brought a, a good lot to, you know, the area and, you know, people for future generations to look up to. And, you know, it, it was like that, I'm sure, for those guys with the Ricky Skaggs and the Keith Williams, like that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think when you really dive into the lyrics of the tunes, you know, when I, I'm thinking of Childers, you know, Songs like Ver- Folly to Virgie, things like that. I think um, it just brings a whole beauty of the area. I don't think people realize or see, you know, from you know pictures or, or reading a book or something. I think, you know, just the music, in my opinion, brought out a different aspect of people to, you know, cherish the area and, and, and dig back into the roots that, you know, because music's so important to the, the people around there. So. Mm. You working on anything in the studio now or... Yeah, so got two studio dates lined up for next July. Um, I'm gonna start from there. Um, 
been writing a lot recently, so going to get in and, um, you know, last time I recorded my EP last November, um, you know, I was doing a lot of solo stuff and, you know, hired a bunch of session musicians who were phenomenal and, you know, did an unreal job with it. Um, but these past five or so months, um, you know, put together a full band with, you know, kind of a more of a, you know, last record kind of had the fiddle pedal still sound and this one we're kind of going more fiddle electric guitar, kind of a little bit more country rocky thing. But um, yeah, getting the studio next month, uh, gonna try to build an album is where I'd like to go now. I did a five song EP, so I think that's the the goal for any musician. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, looking really forward to it. Do, doing in the uh, back home in East Kentucky at the Mountain Arts Center, um, the, the big studio there. So, who um, are you playing with? Who's in your band right now? Oh, we got Lucy Becker. Uh, was my fiddle player. Um, she's uh, from Lexington, Kentucky, and then um, Braxton Burke is my drummer. Who um, they're both students at and daniel huff my guitarist and they're all three students at moorhead music school um so i met lucy her dad's actually brad becker who does red barn radio like we were talking before okay. and i uh, met her through him and that's kind of had the duo thing um going on and then met my bass player connor mcglone who's actually uh goes eku and friends with a bunch of my buddies so met him in a bar one night and you know was doing the the trio thing for a while with those two and then um added braxton who's our our drummer and he comes from a real like rocky background, you know, never done much country. So really liking the aspect he brings in. Um, and then, yeah, Daniel Huff's a new guitar player that's joined us here in the past few weeks. That's, um, you know, we're, we're really enjoying working with him too. So a lot of talented people and a lot of, you know, um, we practice a lot, which is something I didn't do going into the last, you know, practice with myself, but, you know, going into this EP, I think, or this album, um, having things prepared, you know, just more of a, creativity aspect to it you know with not just session musicians who are kind of trying to get in and get out you know who care but you know they're they're there for that paycheck you know man i tell you what there is um there's something significant about showing up in a studio and not having to do anything other than play the stuff you know there's no writing there's no you know there's always room for that and i think if you have enough money and you want to just you know noodle around in the studio and kind of write that's one thing but if you're a paying, you know, musician like yourself that's paying to go in a studio, there is nothing more beneficial than showing up, being tight, being able to run through your songs a couple of times and knowing that you're done. Um, so that practice is going to pay off a ton for you guys when it comes to that studio session. Literally. Literally. Yeah, you'll save. You'll probably save. There's no telling. And... Not having better. to punch in, yeah. It's, more natural it, it's not if you even do the live recording. I don't even know if it's a sound thing, more or less a feel thing, which yeah. you probably understand and with the difference between studio musicians and people you practice with. It there's a feeling that when you bring a song to the studio with a bunch of people that have created a vibe with that song and a feel, uh, and, and the ins and outs and are know it intricately and love the song for the writing and for what it is. It's played different. It can be the same notes. It can be the same tempo. It's played different. It just feels different. I, I truly believe that. Hey, have you seen any change in your uh, in your writing since you you know you're primarily solo before, and now you have a group around you? Has that changed your writing approach? Or yeah, I think um, you know I don't want it to change. You know the way I go at things, but I think you know just thinking about like solos, breaks, different things like that definitely is the aspect brought into it but i mean like i don't know it's a whole different aspect that's brought on me like even you know shows you know thinking of songs 
being set up differently. Thinking of how I'm gonna set this and make mm-hmm. it like a good event, you know, and not just deploy mm-hmm. different this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think having them around has really pushed me to you know be bringing new songs to practice next week. You know, to have something fresh and it and re- it's been refreshing for me. I think I really hammered it out as a solo act. Mm-hmm. I think trap. I mean, traveling wise, you know, the hang with mm-hmm. you know, care about you, care about your music, your friends, and on stage, it's me it's a lot more fun oh yeah being with people night and day man oh absolutely especially when you're tight so um so when you're writing now and maybe now compared to just you know the last couple uh the last ep there is a do you have to like conscience consciously not write something you think tyler childers has seen do you have to go you know, because there's a, there's a, in that area and even here, there's a lot of, uh, filter over from Tyler Childress Love. There's a lot of it. You know, I mean, you know how popular he is now, especially coming out of your hometown. Um, is it something that you catch yourself like emulating sometimes where you go, eh, or do you just go with it anyway? Yeah, absolutely. I think going back, like he's the reason I picked up a guitar in the, seeing that firsthand, you know, Oh. And I think for Tom, it's kind of helped. I'm my own artist, and these guys you know, did a great thing. It's what I learned on and what I want to do. But I think I've learned how you need you want to do this as a true artist. And I think just being true, making your own, finding your own sound, which is, I think, something that I've been doing a lot better of recently. You know, I think it's just, it just takes, you know, everyone's going to be influenced. By someone huge, yeah, famous, but finding your sound, and I, I think you know, building the band around that is, is big for that. But even writing, I don't think I ever want to go into it thinking you know, it's it's going to be about you know, something they've written. But I think just as time's gone on, you know, my first EP was very much about back home and very much of um, you know, kind of how my upbringing was and, you know, the things that influenced me. I think going into this new album, it's like, it's more matured um, mm-hmm. to more common day things, you know, for the, you know, late 20 year old. Yeah. So um, I think it's just been growth as a, as a musician and figuring out what this whole thing is. Cause it's, it's a yeah. very broad. Thing, well, and, and it sounds like, you know, you haven't set steals still. I'm starting to sound like stale. <laughs> so you haven't, you know, you haven't set still. So, you are gaining those life experiences that's going to change what your writing is from being back home and having that be like basically the same thing that, you know, he was writing about. So you're getting different life experiences that changes things. So, yeah, man, I just know like when uh, we all go through, I go through phases where I listen to stuff where I would write and I'd go back and listen to it and go, that sounds like this. And then that sounds like this. And then listen to, to like sublime and I'd have a song that that's very sublime And then, you know, uh, then go bluegrass, and then the the neat the neat the neato thing. The interesting thing is like when you're f- developing your own style, which I think you're in the mix of that right now. Getting that band and starting to write and really uh, push that that envelope, you really learn who you are as a musician and 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 learn, you know, your real direction. And it's awesome that it's a moving target. I mean, I think that when you st- get stuck on here's what I am. 
Here's what I'm going to write. Here's my next album. I'm still the same thing. I'm just writing about the same stuff. To be able to evolve and change and kind of take those influences um, as a songwriter, man. Important. Yeah. I never know where I'm going with something. <laughs> You're too hot, man. You're too hot to die. I'm sweating down my back bed, dude. I'm going to leave this studio. Let's do another one, Luke. Yeah. What you got for us? Tell you us about it. I'll, uh, yeah, do you one. Um, that first one's going to be one we're going to be recording next month, and this one's going to be uh, one that we're going to be recording as well. What was uh, that first one called? Finer things? things. Yeah. yeah. Look and, at that. Um, uh, this next is called Black Gold. Um, it's actually an older tune that I wrote um, around 2020 when the Black Jewel mining strike happened. Um, it kind of, you know, coal mining's what it is in Eastern Kentucky. And, you know, I've always wanted to write something about coal mining and what, you know, um, just giving it a lot on what, you know, what they go through and their their trials and tribulations and, you know, everything that they brought to the area. I, I didn't have any in my family, but I know of many uh, friends and, you know, that have uh, parents that are in the, or dads that are in the coal mine or, or in the business. So, I think with this tune, I just want to shine a light on, you know, what they go through on a daily basis and over the years, what they've had to go through. And um, I think it's found a, a negative, more negative lot now where it's just, you know, there's, there's no jobs really with coal mining anymore, coal trucks, things like that. So um, I don't want to give the benefit of doubt to them and shine a light on what they went through. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. For about a quarter till five They don't stop moving Till it's quitting time It's a long walk The Van Leer mines Poor man's wage of nickels and dimes in his bag and coal dust in his lungs to him 23 didn't feel so young he's got a woman and two babies feed so he'll say slave to the coal company as he says God have mercy on my soul as I dig deeper to my grave search of that black gold His granddaddy marched for coal miners rights 1920 on a cold winter's night He was shot down by West Virginia State Police Brought the Union men straight to their knees And that was his day's proudest story to tell The black clunks in that heathen straight to hell As he screamed, God, have mercy on my soul 
As I dig deeper to my grave Search of that black gold Living in a mine shaft ain't prosperous much there's a sense of pride in those who push their luck So he'll make that walk to the Van Leer mines His head held high every day till he dies As he says, God, have mercy on my soul As I dig deeper to my great search of That black gold Yeah, man. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. That's the first time I got the chills in here for a while, man. That, oh, man. That would touch me, man. <laughs> got the yeah. chills in a hot room. Yeah. I felt that one. I hope that feeling comes across that microphone to the listeners. Yeah. I got heat bumps. Does that count? That was excellent, dude. That's, that's, that's beautiful. A, that's a great song. Yeah. Two for two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're Ladies and gentlemen, it's time question. for Weston's questions. <laughs> I want you to write a little ditty we can play right here. <laughs> a Weston's questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hold on. What? Cranberry, lime, Kroger, seltzer water. Pretty good. Cheers. Do you all drink seltzer water? Do you drink seltzer water, Luke? I don't know. Man, it's addicting. Is it? I don't know. I've never gave it a shot. It gives you a little burn. Tastes like nothing. It's awesome. I'm terribly... Terribly addicted to Dr. Pepper right now. It's uh, sad, but it's taken over my life. So. I like Dr. Pepper. If I'm going to have a soft drink, I'll, I'll go for Dr. Pepper. Dr. It's, Pepper was mine, man. Oh, I, I, haven't had, I haven't had a Coke since last July. Diet Coke's worse than regular. Diet drinks will kill you. And not drinking's worse than drinking. <laughs> hey, I haven't had a. I haven't had a. Actually, I haven't had beverage Coke in seven months. July, what are, you, are you just trying to cut out every joy of your life? Yes. He can't yes. have sugar and he can't, can't have nothing. alcohol. He can't do anything. <laughs> I drink diet anyway, but I no, quit drinking. That's normal. This is what hey. Brent. Ladies and gentlemen, Brent. Alcohol is such a blessing to the world. It really is. Yeah, I need some more. I'm drinking. I'll drink Brent's. Oh. There you go. But there is a point. There is a point, you know. Drink yeah, you first. can't drink... Yeah. Uh, it's like everything. Moderation. Yeah, man. One and a half bourbons, a podcast. What's your all's favorite bourbon being... Elmer Tealy, you can't find it anymore. Oh, my favorite. Gosh, that's hard. I'd, I'd have to say probably Knob Creek, maybe. I don't know, man. I've had some Fourgate that's pretty amazing. Fourgate? It's uh, yeah. like $200 a Elijah bottle. Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig's always good. I have a lot of favorites. Hey, man, <laughs> Buffalo Trace. I, you can never go wrong with Buffalo no. Trace. No. I, I like the Evan Eagle Williams. Rare. Evan Williams 100 uh, proof is good. Yeah. Old Forrester 100 proof. proof. Jeez. Blanton's. That Granddad 114 is good. Granddad 114. That uh, uh, Top Hill 15 is pretty good, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it all is. good, man. We like it all. That's, that could be a we could have finished the rest of the podcast. Right. Hey, question four: What's your favorite bourbon? There That's we go. An easy one. Yeah. Thanks, you. Luke. Appreciate you, brother. Please appreciate. We'll give credits to Luke. 
Luke yeah. Chimble What's question. your favorite bourbon? Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke. So tell us something that's not musical that people would find interesting about you. Yeah, I read this question we all sent in, but um, usually if my go-to thing is I'm a I'm a triplet is what I usually what? tell what? people. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I got two, three sisters I have total, and then two of those are I'm a triplet with. So. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. I don't think I've ever met anybody. I don't think I have either. I don't think I have either. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm like, congratulations. I'm the oldest one. So you were the first out, huh? Yeah, first Dude. one out. And, and two sisters behind you? Two sisters behind me, yeah. And they're wow. both, um, one of them was in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, one of them was in Richmond, and so they're both in Lexington now. So, oh, so did you guys, yeah, yeah. you guys fight a lot growing up? Yeah, that's what. we. I just went on a trip this past weekend, uh, Charlotte, to the NASCAR race. Didn't get to watch it, but... Um, and my girlfriend, my new girlfriend, came with me, and I was just letting her know. I was like, "We, we, we go out. I don't know how it was in your household growing up, but we had a. It gets loud, you know. Yeah, well, it gets loud so you can hear, right? <laughs> I mean, three of you, man, dude. I can imagine. I had three kids. I can imagine them all three, the same age, the same time. I'm just thinking about his parents. That's what I asked. I mean, I've asked my dad like, "What was the first thing you did?" And he was like, "I went and drinking. Got, went and got a beer and a steak." And I was like. <laughs> A beer, Probably steak, right and a vasectomy. One more four years later. So. And a bag of peas. <laughs> it's hard enough to keep one baby fed and clean. Dude. Yeah, it was yeah. it was interesting, but yeah. I, that's usually what my go-to is, yeah, I'm a triplet. Yeah, so dude. were you guys always in the same classes in school? Yeah. All, all we, the way through? We were, and then I got held back um, for not being dumb, but for sports was the reasoning. Everyone, you know, back home, tell back for sports but that's that's what i did what was your so, main sport uh football is what i i liked so um but defensive they, back or running back defensive back i knew yeah, you got the build little, still right? man. yeah <laughs> i don't know if i could run anymore but yeah but yeah um yeah it was it was interesting growing up that so are you in therapy for only having a third of the love or do y'all love are y'all loved 100 percent? it's all it's all equal all there's 100%. a younger one so it's just like i bet it's birthdays be shared birthdays were an absolute blast i bet oh my god Chaotic, i bet you're wrong yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? I bet you're wrong dude i got two february kids and it's like yeah. well it's because my, my brother and i were born the same day three years apart coming for and then two teachers and somebody had a like, birthday wow. yeah 10 months we had, we had fun. our birthdays were fun yeah December 4th. We were both born on December 4th, three years ago. What you yet. do in December for a fun birthday? Inside shit? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> Birthdays are always fun. We all, went, we all went to EKU together, so like we got to spend our 21st and things like that together. Ooh, so that, those were fun. Times, okay. Other than the childhood. Love hard, fight hard, that thing, right? right. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> Did y'all ever sing together? Harmonies? So my sibling s- harmonies? No, I wish. You have a BGC hey. going on or something, but... Um, <laughs> Telling you. Mine's younger... The youngest triplet she's growing up she was like the singer like she did you know a lot of plays and um you know just always sing and then um she grew out of it she doesn't even like to do i'll ask her to like i was like i'm making an album this summer like just come sing on one song just you know you, your name will get on the album everything will be fun no she won't do it too shy, too shy. yeah uh, yeah you know how to get them to do it you gotta shame them <laughs> shame <laughs> parents ever yeah, dress you guys alike them for sure, mate. Not me. I was the lone man out. My dad like the uh, yeah. shining twins, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's what once they were like a year older than me in school and stuff. Like everyone at EKU and um, thought they were twins, and I was alone. So, I, uh, yeah, got left out of that somehow. 
Yeah, I've never, you're the first triplet I've ever met, I'm pretty sure. There's probably not many of you. I wonder what this, be us. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what the statistic is oh, on triplet. But it's less than 0.05. Yeah, it's low. It's low. Triplets. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. That's almost Hey, like, man, you blew our mind. That's a litter. <laughs> Cheers to blowing our mind. <laughs> it's like having a, a, having a litter of t- a litter. puppies. <laughs> oh, here comes another one. Did they know before the before the due date? Yeah, they knew. That was the day Dad got the beer and the steak. I think. I, see, I think I see another head. Yeah, it sucks about three men. Never mind. Like here I, said, I, I don't want to you. edit it out. Now that I have my laptop here, so twins occur one in two hundred fifty pregnancies. Triplets one in about ten thousand. Wow. wow, you're special, I'm man. Unique. Quadru- yeah. Quadruplets one in seven hundred thousand pregnancies. That's like one of those uh, wow. a, a million versus a billion stats that blow your mind. That's crazy. Mm. You want to hear All it? All right, you? man. That's a good answer to number one. <laughs> I got, I got, I got statistics. Did you hear my a million, man? A million seconds is like thirteen days. A billion seconds is thirty-one years. I believe it. Wow, that's crazy. A million right. sec- Yeah, that's wild. A million seconds is like thirteen days. A billion. That's the difference between it being a millionaire and a billionaire. Shows you how rich Elon Musk is. <laughs> they they don't need it. You don't need it, people. Donate. Right. right. We don't need save up for the finer things. No more spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us about a nightmare gig or something embarrassing that's happened to you on stage. Yeah, I was thinking about this one too. Um, I'm my like biggest fear on stage is always breaking strings because I've like never. I've always had that um, guitar, and the other one I have is just a POS Fender that. I don't use much, but look, I have a guitar player now who brings his back up for me to use, but um, it's always a nightmare of mine, and um, just I can change strings, but just on the spot with the pressure of the, the crowd, I don't know, it's a lot, but... Um, a lot goes into that, man. Yeah, I was when I was first starting off um, playing, kind of going around, I played a, a festival in Hazard, Kentucky, and um, I was like feeling like crap going into it, not feeling well at all. And um, get up on stage and not having the, you know, it was a big festival and the band before me, I was this local kid who had a full band they were killing it. And I went on solo and it was just, you know, kind of dead after that. But um, like third or fourth song in, my string breaks. And um, I didn't, forgot to pack extra strings. So I was just uh. like, what am I going to do here? So I walked off stage, found the dude that was playing after me and asked him if I could use his guitar. And luckily he let me. Um, and which was not the rest of the set was okay, but and then I get home after that, and like I was saying, I felt bad before, and then tested positive for COVID that day. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was around that time, so it was just like a nightmare of a day. <laughs> Terrible day. Hey, last time I broke, uh, I've done that before. Broke strings, didn't have anything. Was not at a festival. Was at a little bar restaurant thing, pizza place. Fortunately, I had a friend that lived right down the road. Yeah. They could go oh, save yeah. me with some strings. I lived like a mile and a half <laughs> from the place. I was like, went and got a string real quick. Here's the crazy part. Like, I had extra strings. I may have had two sets of extra strings, but I did not have the one string that I needed. It was like That's a G string. Break. Yep, break it every time. That's when I always break, man. It's like, come on, dude. Well, why is this string? The, yeah. Wow. Break your G string? Break a G string like crazy. E or G? Yeah. I usually break the E string. Easy and easy one to break. Yeah. I can break that just looking at it weird. Like, <laughs> what the hell? 
I don't know if I've ever broken a G string though. I bet you had. I yeah. bet you had playing electric back in the old days when you had your uh, zoot suit on and doing your <laughs> dances so. yeah. Get to strumming hard, bro. All right, Luke. So who's the last local musician you listen to? Uh, man, um, I think the way I found out about you guys, I have a couple I want to shout, but um, Tyler Hood is one that, Tyler. Uh, yeah. you know, I play a lot of shows with Tyler. Um, you know, Louis, I never really played much around Louisville until I met him. Um, so I always try to promote Tyler. I think he's one of the best songwriters around, but um, an album, someone I don't know that's a local guy. I met him a few weeks ago, but, you know, not as close to, is Logan Halstead. Okay. He came out mm-hmm. the new album. It's phenomenal. Um, and then Daniel Kane. I know you guys had him on here. Mm-hmm. He just came out with uh, a few new songs. So those those are a few guys that I've been listening to a lot here lately. Yeah, yeah. dude, Logan. We've been trying to get Logan in since he, before he had any Instagram followers. Remember I sent him? Yeah. I was like, look at this little kid. He was yeah. like, this was before he was, I mean, it was probably the beginning of this podcast. Probably three years, three and a half years ago. And, uh, I don't think he checks his messages. <laughs> <laughs> Not from us, anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, let me throw some stuff real quick. Since uh, number three, local artist, we've had um, some albums come out in the last couple of weeks. Mama said String Band had a record released uh, that that's really really good. Um, producing a kinder generation, produced kind of generation, just had a record come out that's really good. Uh, Young Romantics just had a record come out that's really good. Blind Feline. Blind Feline had Kentucky Drifter come out. This really, there's a lot of good records right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there. I mean, dude, it's crazy how much m- new music is going on right now in, in this. This scene's it's it's killer. Um, I was reading. I mentioned all that because I was reading the Leo review. Then it was reviewing like I think three of those records were reviewing were reviewed, but there was a band that. Uh, a group on there that I was reading about, but the one thing the reviewer said that caught my attention is said it's if nobody's paying attention, the stuff going on in the the music scene around here right now is outrageous, mm-hmm. and I can't conc- I mean it's it's every genre it's up and down the spectrum, but dude, there are, people are coming out with such good music, such interesting and, and sophisticated and and well put together. Stuff I know. Turn three guys are getting ready to come out with some stuff. They just had a, a EP release that was really, really good. I think four songs on it, with a redo of one of their old songs. But man, there's just and Thunder sounds, dude. Their stuff sounds amazing coming out of that studio right now too. And I, I wish you wouldn't have started mentioning new music. <laughs> I know we're forgetting people. <laughs> no, but I mean, just that's that's off the top of the head because there's so many good ones. Yeah, I listen, we've talked about it every time. It, yeah, every time I get, I've been listening in. The Neil Johnstone style. I'll get in the car and just listen to somebody's album start to finish. Yeah, you know, dude. Uh, I've been doing that a lot. Yeah. Luke Powers. He just had yeah. uh, one recently in the last few months come out. That's, I did listen to it front to back, and it's mm-hmm. just like, good Lord, dude. Good Lord. It is. You know, I was uh, I saw Tyler recently in a writing group that, um, that I'm doing, and he was there. And... Uh, He's like, ah, I'm just going to throw a song out there. I, I did it. I don't like it that much anymore. I don't play it. And then blah, blah, blah. And then he plays it. And you're like, you're an idiot. And you got to play that. It's amazing. Come yeah. on. It's one of those things. It's uh storyteller. He's just good. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you're very much of this cut from the same cloth because you paint a picture. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, you know, Brad 
pointed to his arm when, when you were playing that last song because he had chills. Because when you can tell a story, paint a picture, keep the interest, and, and convey a message and get from the beginning to the end, and it, and you have that feeling, the kind of we were talking about with having that band that, that promotes that same feel. But when you can do that in a room like this, man, you're 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 nailing something, you know? So, All right, so we... We had this dude come in named Luke Trimble who brought this next question to us. What's your favorite bourbon? Hmm. Oh, yeah. You guys didn't name the one. I, my favorite. I like Woodford. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm not like the... My friends are big bourbon. Like my my buddy Dylan, he just bought a big like bourbon barrel, um, like salt in half, and he just oh, bought yeah. like nice bourbon Display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not that heavy into it, but like I enjoy good Woodford. Just like it. Woodford's yeah. good, man. Woodford's I don't good. Know if that's cheap or not? No, no, no that's like the right uh, the, the bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. There you go. Right? There you go. Yeah, man. Woodford's good. It's definitely a go-to. Nope. Yeah. Green Weller had that. Look, Green Weller. Lately. Weller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weller's good. Back when you used to that's be able old get day. It. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's the '86, right? Uh, Green. Yeah, that's just. It's the, good. Yeah, just out. Is, is that what it is? '86 proof. Hey, Russ Edwards. Oh, you're talking about no, his drink is very old Barton 86. Oh, he's VOB. Yeah. Yeah, he drinks VOB. I said his name and your v. name. VOB and regular Coke. Regular My Coke. And he's very he's old gonna work forever. Yeah. Hey. I said Russ Russ and your name today on the golf course. I, I said, Well, Brad told me that Russ Edwards said if you just play the easy shot and hit it out in the fairway from the stupid spot, you save a stroke. And guess what? Yeah. Saved a stroke. Today? Yeah, saved a stroke. It takes discipline, though, doesn't it? It was the hardest thing I ever done in my you life. You always dude. think there's more air in that tree. I can, I, like, I can hit through it. I know, <laughs> I know when my wife birthed our children, it was tough, but I don't think it was as tough as it's hitting tough. out that, you know, hitting out to the fairway <laughs> on that shot it. instead of taking another shot. Things yeah. are tough. I don't know if it's that tough. Yeah. That's a tough thing to do. I love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Russ, though, when he plays golf, he plays the ball where it lies. Yeah. And I always give it a good roll up on a t- tuff of grass or something. It's like, dude, I hit it in the fairway. Why is it on the dirt in the fairway? <laughs> a little flatter I'm a, spot. That's some bull crap. Do you golf, Luke? Um, so uh, my dad, who just retired recently, he golfs every day. And I, he always took me growing up. I, I do play some, but not very good. Um, my when I was in college and high school, like my main job I did was just uh, mow grass at golf courses. So oh, there I, you I, go. I was there so much and like had free golf at these really nice courses. But nope. By the end of the day, like I just want to get <laughs> get off the golf course. I'm trying to get better at it, dude. Out. Number one, it's too expensive, but I understand why. But you know, anyway, uh, and I think I probably played five times in the last six or seven years until this year, and it's it. It's like one of those games. The more you play, you still suck. <laughs> you gotta play a no, lot fine, of dude. golf you to do. get it's that much better. Yeah, I hate golf. Yeah. Too you don't like golf? Don't yeah, like too quick, man. Yeah, it's fun, dude. I like. I enjoy going out and having a few beverages with, yeah. with yeah. friends. But I love well, scrambles for that reason. Right, yeah. yeah, little day drinking. If I can play a scramble, be on my brother's team, I'll play because he's like a scratch golfer. But other than that, I'm like, no. I play because day but drinking. He's always hiding from you. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll be on, Prince be on Prince team. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you after that. All right, Luke, what's your uh, what's your glory days memory from high school football? Ooh, um, what's your favorite play you've the, ever been involved in? Yeah, uh, pick six. Yeah, a few. Um, my 
I don't know. My team was like we football was a big part of my life. You know, then um, where we worked out and did all that stuff. But when I was a freshman in high school, we went like zero and ten. Then by the time I was a senior in high school, um, we my senior year we went thirteen and one and lost in the final four of the state. So that was, oh. that was a cool, kind of turnaround the program. And um, my buddy uh, Cash Daniel, he played at UK. Yeah, played football for UK. He graduated with me there. Tight so. end. A linebacker. Linebacker. So, like, he was Mr. Football that year, so it was really cool just, um, you know, being a part of that. And um, we, we won on a, um, you know, the number one team in the state came into Paints and West Senior Years, Pockville at the time in 1A, and uh, we beat him on the last second two-point conversion with him. So nah, that was no very, kidding. Uh-huh. And they beat us in the Final Four that year to end our season, but that was a cool, <sighs> cool moment. We hadn't beat him in, like, 20 years. It was very cool. That's one of those All things, right, that's dude. Your, that's your team memory. All right, what yeah. about yours? Uh, your favorite um, play you're involved to play, you're like, hell yeah. Uh, we, Bourbon County came down to Paintsville my senior year, and I had uh, two pick sixes. Oh, so, oh, there we snap. go. Yeah, yeah. In the same game. That's War, it. Moorhead was there watching their quarterback, and then – he doesn't like talking about himself, does he? No, I like it. After the game, they uh, they uh, came and offered me. So no kidding. But I didn't play college football. I was too busy in the the fun stuff. But well, how That's... many concussions have you had? Not too many. I, I didn't miss a game in high school. It was I played both sides of the ball too. I don't know how. Yeah. But then that's I think I made the right decision not to keep going. Yeah. That's where the concussions happen, right yeah, there. Yeah, I would have been the smallest guy probably on the team, and it would have been. All right. Yeah. What about you, dude? Do you got a favorite memory? From high school wrestling, did you ever like pin somebody and start humping them? (laughs) 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 They didn't do that back in the day, did they? (laughs) I don't know if I have a favorite memory that stands out. I mean, you're a really good wrestler. I know it, but yeah, so you know, so I know it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you were. It's true. No, my, my, my biggest memory in high school is losing in the state finals. That's not a oh, good memory. That's oh, a sucky yeah. memory. That was the same there, Final Four. It was, it was yeah. rough. But some of the most memorable matches was like a, a nemesis. And I ran into him in Derby City. You know, it's like a guy named Char- Charlie Harlemert. Harlemert. Yeah, Harlemert. Harlemert. And we had battles every time. Really? Yeah. Every time it was right down to the wire, one point matches. And yeah. Where'd you like, guys go to high school in, in Louisville? guys from around here? I went to Fairdale right down Fairdale, the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I went to DuPont Manual. And then Brent went to St. X. St. Xer. Yeah, man, we're all over the map up here. How about another song, man? What, yeah, do, you got, what do you got for us? I'll do uh, one that um, I was talking about earlier that came off the last EP. It's called Pot County Queen. Okay. Oh, man. I already love Talked this song, brother. Early. I like it because it's called Pack. Pack County. Oh. No, this is a good one. They're all good. But yeah, man, I, this one's uh, this one's got like sixty thousand something that plays on Spotify right here, yeah, buddy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too damn young to do what I was told I'd run through the hills I'd drink and I'd smoke Nineteen with a rambling on my mind Never thought I'd find a lover that slowed down my stride That's 
way behind And I told her You look like something I'd seen in my dreams Won't you come my way, my Pike County Queen Twenty-three never looked so lonely tonight But I'm ten miles from Lockins Creek I hope I make it there by life times that mommy used to say, son, you're hell bound for living your life this way. Lying eyes say, mom, I'm heaven sent. Then thinking angel from down the river would make me an honest man. That was back then. You look like something I'd seen in my dreams Won't you come my way, my Pike County Queen Twenty-three never looked so lonely tonight But I'm ten miles from Lockins Creek Hope to make it there by life Black-haired beauty with a wild side There's something I need to tell you Before you head home tonight You look like something I'd seen in my dreams I'm so glad you're mine My Pike County Queen Kentucky moons never shine so bright On the face of such an angel who saved my life Excellent, man. So does the uh, inspiration for that song know it's about her? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Was... Kick rocks, Pike County Queen. It's time for, the new, <laughs> time for a new song. You know what I'm saying? He said it. On his <laughs> we, no, it was, uh, it was like the first girl I, um, I was dating when I first learned the guitar. And um kind of happened that way. But um, it's a song I'm thankful I wrote, I guess, you know. Absolutely, man. That's it's a, a great song. tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey Neil, man, you didn't. Uh, so your your high school baseball memory, what is it? All right, so I think if I have one, it's uh, I was I don't remember who we were playing. It was the team we played before in the year when it was my last senior year, and I'd already I was I think I think it was the first game of the year, and I got disciplined for cutting school or something. I don't remember what I did. So I I didn't start the first game, but I didn't come into like the fourth inning. And the first pitch I saw of the year, I went yard, and I think it was against this team. So we played at Manual uh, at the towards the end of the year, and, and uh, they—I don't remember what I'd done that game, but 
Bellarmine was there was a few colleges there, and I got thrown at and hit the dirt and was pissed. Didn't get hit. No, didn't get hit. Didn't dust off, got back up, next pitch, bomb, home run. <laughs> I was so <laughs> mad, though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably mine. You say anything to the pitchers? You're no, the Lord, no, no, I didn't do any of that stuff. I was not that guy. I just, I just dropped a bomb off of him, man. He, it was fine. It was even. All right, Luke, so our listeners that want to follow you a little more closely, where, where can they find you? Yeah, um, LukeTrimbleMusic.com is the website, and then... Um, Instagram, it's Luke Trimble Eleven. Um, Facebook, just Luke Trimble Music. Um, I had a Twitter and it was going good and got hacked a few weeks ago, so I'm not got it bad. It's been happening a lot. Yeah, I'm not too mad. Whatever, dude. Uh, Twitter has become a trash heap. Yeah, anyway. I think it, just, it really I has. I think it just happened to Peyton Bowling because I got a big long message from him trying to tell me how rich he's getting in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did that with me too, but I think he was. I think it was him. I think oh, it was, was, yeah, I think it was Peyton. So he quit music and now he's rich in Bitcoin. Huh? <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think he's quit music. I think he's just funneling, funding his lifestyle now. I was like, man, I wrote a song about this pyramid scheme. I can't do it. <laughs> but for the uh, music, it's. Um, Nothing to lose is the EP I released last November, and you can find that Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Yep, that's a good one to listen to, start to finish. Yeah, Thank man, you. absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to recording this next one and pushing it too. Absolutely, dude. Can't wait to hear what you got coming out, dude. Because everything so far has been golden. Thank you, man. Yeah, you got to take us out with one. Yeah, what too. you got? What do you got to well, take us out gotcha. with? Uh, do. We'll do a tune called Bluegrass. Uh, it's usually when I close my sets out with, and it was on the last EP as well. Um, it's all about just growing up in Kentucky and being thankful for that. So. I know. Cool. My days on earth are over When I reach great divide Something made of my name Will people love Joyce Crogs I know I'd be some bitch Tastes good hard and throws in a dish But reckon gave my best try Somewhere down the line Get to see my papa's face Sure he'll put me in my place Watching over me from above I'll sin and sorrow Run my case I try to give More than I take Circumstance can shake your face So I took Had not traveled many times Somewhere down the line Make sure to place me on a hillside facing east So I'll have missed sunrise again and No matter where I go around this world Hope to make it back to Kentucky in the end So when you lay me down to rest Make sure there's bluegrass above my head I ain't have myself a family And some land to harvest my crops 
little house surrounded by woods So I have some place to get lost Hope learned from times that I was wrong It's many more than few A lifetime full of memories When my days are through Make sure to place me On a hillside facing east So I don't have to miss a rise again No matter where I go around this world Hope to make it back to Kentucky in the end So when you lay me down to rest Make sure there's bluegrass above my head So when you lay me down to rest Make sure there's bluegrass above my head Chatting with us last hour or so. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I truly man. appreciate it, man.